Amen. Let's open our Bibles this morning to Matthew. I was so, so busy and running around the entire day. I never thought I would be able to stand here. I don't have my Bible. I don't have my book. Praise the Lord. I thank God. And David was weak. Uh, David's spiritual children rose up. Praise the Lord. Today I'm able to stand here, you know, because my spiritual children have rose up. I'm actually standing in the strength and in the faith and in their prayer that they've sown this day for you. And I'm happy and thankful for them. Praise the Lord. How many of you are thankful for God's spiritual children sometimes? Hallelujah. Helps you through. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we'll open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 16 and the 17th verse. Somebody read it for me, please. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Amen. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. I told you this is a year of sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. One more scripture. John chapter 28 verse so 21st verse, 7 onwards. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. Hallelujah. Then Peter, when he heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. That's what I want to highlight this evening. Jumped into the water. This evening I want to title the word, Jumping into his love. Praise the Lord. If there is any place that we can plunge ourselves and jump, letting go of all our control, it is in the love of Jesus. Control in love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It is God's love that you can tirelessly, any day, any time, hallelujah, willingly or unwillingly, if there is a place that is so protective that you can any time of your life can decide to jump, it is the love of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jumping into the love of the Lord. Some people say, Pastor, I'm a problematic person. Can I jump? Hallelujah. Somebody asked me, how is this person? Is he not very problematic? No problem. Why? Because when the problematic person jump into the love of Jesus, He's no longer problematic. Praise the Lord. He's no longer troublesome. Amen. Korapakaran, Eva Snegatilla, Hallelujah, Rangi Karimbo, Chadi Karimbo, Avenda to Korapanganatilla. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Peter jumped into the water. Peter was jumping into the love of Jesus. He jumped because of the love of the Lord was revealed in that place. Galilee was a place. Of God's love. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Galilee was the place the Lord unconditionally decided to visit them. 2018 is a place He has unconditionally decided to visit you. 
Oh, here's a prophetic word. Somebody be oh, hallelujah. Somebody unconditionally, unconditionally. There is no conditions in 2018. The love of Jesus is being open. He is willing to jump. If you're willing to jump, there is a God who is there to meet you on an unconditional basis. Let me tell you this evening in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Before the three friends, Abednego, Meshach, and Shardak, jumped into the fire, they had jumped into the love of God. Only people who can jump into the love of God can take risks in their lives for God. I thank God in the past years I've taken risk for Jesus. I thank God that you responded to the love in a magnificent way that you jumped into the calling of God. I thank you, Lord, that you jumped into God's calling without any conditions, without any second thought. You jumped. This is your year. This is your year. Today you might be in fire, but the fire will not burn you. Today you might be, hallelujah, under the accusation of the enemy. It will not turn you down. Hallelujah. It will not put you down. Hallelujah. Greater is the love of Jesus inside of your heart than the fire that he can make you, put you outside. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They said, our God will surely deliver us. Praise the Lord. And then they said the magnificent scripture. Even if God doesn't deliver us, He's still in control of our lives. Praise the Lord. Some of you sitting here thought, in 2017, 2018, you saw him deliver you. Some of you still not seen deliver. Rents from the law. But let me tell you this night, he's still in control. He still loves you. He still has a plan over your life. Know that, hallelujah, the first thing though you need to know, he's a God who delivers you. Ah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Bible says, Israelites had so much of complaint after they stepped out because they never jumped into the love of God. They came out of Egypt, but never jumped into the love of God. Some of you came out leaving your traditional church, baptized to the waters of baptism. Hallelujah. Came out of every hallelujah, Egypt of, of, of bondage and of, of all that brass that were holding your life, but you forgot that after that you have come out of Egypt to jump into the love of God. The same God who pulled you is a loving God. The same God who delivered you is a loving God. The same God who healed you is a loving God. He's the lover of our soul. He brought me to the banqueting table and his banner over me is love. Hallelujah. You forgot that he's a loving God. The Bible says Israel has limited our God. The psalmist when he writes says Israel has limited this God. Which means they limited his love over their lives. Amen. How many of you are limiting God? Because of not jumping into the love of Jesus. Are we limiting him? When we cannot do what God asks us to do, when we cannot do what God has spoken in the inside, because we are scared that we are doubting the love of Jesus. Are you in a place of tiredness, scared 
to listen to the voices that are speaking in the inside of you, it's because of your doubt in God's love. Some people have stepped out of God. They're still walking over dreams of the devil, dreams of the enemy. All the dreams they have is the dreams of the enemy. Anybody who has moved into the love of God will not have dreams of the enemy. Will have the dreams and visions in the last days he will pour out his spirit on flesh old men will see dreams young men see visions of god hallelujah especially when we are ministry i'm speaking to people who have stepped into ministry especially when you are ministry it is impossible to continue to minister without keep jumping into the love of god elijah the man of god faced Jezebel without jumping into God's love, he fell into depression. You face on a regular basis principalities, authorities, powers, dominions, darkness that is ruling over the city, the ruling over God's people, and not assured of the love of God. Let me tell you, your entire ministry will be chapters of depression. You might not leave God. You might not quit on God. But it will be always a chapter of depression along the way. He had to go back into the rock. He had to go back into that place of aloneness with God. And to get into that atmosphere of his God love again. To hear from heaven, I have not forgotten you, Elijah. Go and anoint Elisha. Go and anoint Hazel. Hallelujah. Why have you come, God asked, running to me? Just to hear you again. Just to know that you love me. You need to jump into the love of God. Otherwise, you sense a delay in your promises, delay in marriage, delay in pr promises fulfilled. You get, you become very difficult people. Praise the Lord. I have seen people in the ministry have become very difficult people to handle rather than the believers who has knew. And it almost, it took me so many years to understand the reason. The older son became more difficult than the younger son who was in the father's house. The reasons are this. Somewhere along the line, they forgot to jump into the unconditional love of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at two people and say, older sons, don't be problematic. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm scared looking at the older son's faces. Five things. Are you here this evening? Is this blessing somebody? <coughs> I know it is a word from God. Praise God. Before I came here, I jumped into the love of God. When I jumped into the traffic, I knew that the love of God will bring me here right on time. <laughs> The five things the jumpers should know. Number one, they have to let go of their control. Amen. Let go of the control. Peter, when he was jumped into that water, he was saying that I'm tired of being a control freak, Lord. I'm tired of thinking about my intellect, through my intellect. How will I catch fish? How will I take care of my future life? What will I do if I obey you? Is it worth the risk? following you he said I 
put a end to all those questions. It's worth a risk. Praise God. There is the only thing that's worth a risk that is jumping into the love of God. Now everything else is, is risky. But this is worth it. You have to let go of your control. There's a story, I think if you've heard it many times, of a man who fell from a cliff from his vehicle. And as he's falling out of that big cliff down, he got a branch to hold on to. So he's hold on, holding on, neither in the cliff, nor touch the ground, somewhere in the middle, holding on to the cliff. And he was a believer. He said, Lord, somehow save me because nobody from the upstairs can hear me. There is no point anybody from the downstairs hearing me. Anyway, nobody can hear me. Neither I am up or down. Neither. Neither. I'm up or down. What will I do? Lord, help me. Lord, help me, Lord. The Lord said, I'll help you, son. Let go of the branch. Let go of the branch. He said, that you tell somebody else, not him. That's a problem. That's a pro that you tell somebody else, not to us. That is our problem. When it is time to let go, we said, that pastor, you tell somebody else, not us. Praise the Lord. Let go of your control. Praise God. You need to have a certain amount of trust when you jump into the love of God. Because you are trusting into the unknown. But before you jump, before you ask, God asks you to let go. He has gone into that place to catch you. Hallelujah. Jesus was there in Galilee before Peter came there. You let go. Number one. Number two. Jumpers has nothing to hide. There is nothing to hide for the jumpers. Because, see, Lord, I've denied you. Lord, I've doubted you. Just moment back, Lord, before, I know that you are here. See, I was naked. <laughs> There's nothing to hide. Nothing to hide. When you start hiding, it is somewhere along the line. Like Adam and Eve, it starts from the garden. But you're not sure if God will come and help you. This morning, this evening, when you start 2018, that there be nothing to hide. The best life on earth is to be transparent before God. Oh, come on. Huh, look at two people and say, the best life is the life of transparency before God. Amen. Amen. I've seen many people along my life, along my journey serving the Lord, leaving churches, leaving pastors, leaving God Himself because they were never willing to open themselves up. Nothing to hide. What a free life. Peter has nothing to hide. Now let me hear you. Hear me carefully. When there is nothing to hide, you are nothing Thingness will melt in the presence of God. I hope you caught it. Praise the Lord. When there was nothing for Peter to hide, that nothingness that he had before he met Jesus melted with it into the presence of God. 
You know, so many people are not full and still carrying nothing. It's because they are not open before God. When you're open before God, that nothingness will also go with it. It's a, it's a fact. You ask yourself, every time you see plenty in your life, it is when that you became transparent. There's nothing to hide. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number three, the jumpers knows his love will cover you. <coughs> he uncovered himself, the Bible says. He was naked. When you don't have an assurance, don't have a surety, and you have a forgetfulness about the love of God, you live the way that you want. I mean, he was vulnerable. He was naked. He didn't care. Even in nothingness, have you seen people? Even in nothingness, they don't care to call on to Jesus. He's so naked. They don't care anybody gets to know about their issue. So what? I don't care what people think about me. Okay. They don't want to say it, but they said, okay, even if God doesn't think, I don't care what God doesn't think about. Think about. There's such sort of, sort of vulnerability. In other words, you come into that place, you mock such sin. The Bible says a fool mocks such sin. He just mock at sin. You become foolish. The Bible says a sacrifice of fools. When he comes to the house of God, there's some noise. His heart is not there. It's a sacrifice of fools. He gets upset when something, you know, something, you know, beautiful God is sending to him and he knows it is for him. I mean, he doesn't take it with the right spirit. He has an opinion about everybody. He's so vulnerable. He cannot worship the Lord. He cannot praise the Lord. He cannot clap the Lord. He gets upset with people who do it. If pastor tells so many things, he, I mean, these are the people who say, pastor is a control freak. Because they want their space. They don't want anybody to interfere in that space. It is theirs. So vulnerable. Having the audacity to look to somebody's like pastor's face and say, hey, even if you say I'll disobey. So vulnerable. Somewhere along the line. Somewhere along the line, my brother, you forgot that God loves you. The moment he met the Lord, the first thing that he did was to cover himself because anybody who is covered by the love of God will not be vulnerable anymore. Praise the Lord. Will not be vulnerable. He covered himself. You uncover yourself when you don't experience the love of Jesus. You cover yourself when you know God loves you. Why should I be fear? Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom should I be afraid? I'm not afraid of my past. I'm not afraid of my temptations. I'm not afraid of the failure that I had. I'm not afraid of the devil. The righteous fall seven times. Paul said, I am the sinners of the sinners. I'm the chief of it. He's not scared anymore. Great man of God like John Bevere. In 1985, the, one of the great Bible teachers of our times, he fell into the sin of pornography. He knew that God loves him so much. He was not afraid to go and confess it to Lesser Sumrod and say, Lesser Sumrod, I am under the power of lust. Pray for me. Lesser Sumrod, such a holy man, rebuked him <laughs> and prayed over him. But he said, till I jumped into the presence of God jumped to the love of God. I was not free in my mind. This morning, my brother, 
I don't know what your past, how you uncovered yourself, how you uncovered your family, how you uncovered your children. I don't know how, how, how. I don't know what the past has. But I'll tell you, the day that you're covered with the love of Jesus, you will not be scared of anything. You will cover and walk like a gentleman. You will spiritually cover you. You will physically cover you. Have you noticed everybody who is half naked walking on the ground? It's because they do it. It's because of the sense of insecurity and doesn't have the love of God flowing into their hearts. Anybody who has the love of Jesus inside of their hearts will physically cover them properly. The man who was naked in Mark chapter 5, full of demons, 6,000 demons, uncovered himself. The moment the love of God filled his heart, the first thing the Bible says, he clothed himself with white and sat at the feet of God with the right mind. He clothed himself. He said, I don't want to be naked. I don't want to play a fashion TV anymore. I don't want to be vulnerable anymore. I'm a child of the living God. I'm the child of the Most High, the El Elyon. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I disassociate. I disassociate with that man I came out of. That is a man of the past. This is a man of the future. The man of the future is the one who is filled with the love of God. How many of you believe that? Oh, come on church this morning. Glory to God. David said he brought me out of a miry pit. He uncovered himself before Bathsheba. Said I jumped into a pit. He brought me out of a miry pit and put me on the rock to stay. Once he has picked you of that miry pit with the fact that he loves you. Praise God. When you know he loves you, take back the clothes of security, the clothes of praise. Wherever you uncovered, cover it again through that love. So that you will reach your destiny. You will reach your prophecy. You will reach your palace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is, he brought you out of the miry clay. He put you on the rock to stay. To stay there. Hallelujah. Number four. The eyes of the jumpers are open. They have seen Jesus. They have seen Jesus. Anybody whose eyes are open will not say again, but nobody is there for me. Nobody is there for me. Let us never say, nobody is there for me. His eyes was open. Number two. Everybody say, I know God is there for me. God is there for you. John is also there for you. Mm. Oh, you didn't get that. How many of you at students of God's word got it? God is there for you. John is also there for you. Oh, you didn't get that. It is because of John that you're standing before God. It is John who heard the voice of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is there for you. People who love Jesus and love by Jesus are also there for you. 
So never again say, oh brother, pastor is not there for me. Sister is not there for me. Brother is not there for me. I've been coming here for years. Nobody there for me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. My brother, that is because your eyes is closed. I pray this evening that your eyes will be open to the truth of God's word. God is for you. What can be against you? When God is for you, the devil is so far away. The devil was nowhere in that place. Devil was not in Galilee. Look at somebody and say, devil was not in Galilee. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number five. (coughs) Jumpers also know they have a calling from God. When he jumped, he knew, I am not an ordinary child jumping into this. I am a child of calling. I am an extraordinary child of the living God. Every person who is sitting here is not an ordinary child. You are an extraordinary child of the prophecy, child of the promise sitting here. You are the sons and the daughters. There is a prophecy over your life this night. Hallelujah. Tell her, yo, lift your hands. I say, I am not an ordinary child. An extraordinary child of God because of ha, ha, ha. His love is over Victory by the blood of Jesus. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Victory by the blood of Jesus. When you know that you have a calling, you will have authority over every enemy of the last time. No. Last time you saw the storm, when you know you are called, you have authority over it. Last time you saw that wind, you have authority over it. Last time you saw nothing, you have authority over it. Come on, church. Last time when you stepped out of the boat, you jumped out of the boat, you fell, you have authority over it. Come on. You have authority over the last time enemies. God is saying tonight, uh, every person, hallelujah, who know they are called, uh, who is loved by God, uh, who has authority over the last time enemies of your life, it will not attack you again. Look at your enemy and say, devil, I tell you, you will not attack me. I have authority over you. Who was the last time? What was the last thing that attacked you? You have victory over it. Oh, come on. Was it lack? Was it death? Ha. Hallelujah. What is sin? Hallelujah. Praise God. What was it? Look at that and say, I'm authority over you. Devil. When you get close to your calling, oh, I love this part. He pulled 153 big fish. Listen to me. This is my thought. If any one of us go to the Sea of Galilee, we'll not get that 153 fish. It was the best fish. It was the best fishes that were there in that river. When you go get close to your calling, that is the place your best 
life starts. Praise the Lord. Don't worry about your calling. When you get closer to your calling, you are closer to your best life. Do not be upset telling somebody about Jesus because together with that, you're closer to your best life. Oh. I was speaking with my sister, you know. My second one is not well, so she, she's, she's with my sister. As we were speaking, she said, I had to wait for eight years for my child. But we... Chako, do you know when God blessed me? Then I started praying for people who never had children. When I started to do it, when I started doing it, God blessed me with a child. You get closer to your calling. You get closer to bless somebody with your prayer. You are closer to your best life. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. And I told her, that's biblical. Because Abimelech was barren. His family was barren. In Genesis 20, Abraham prayed for him. And Genesis 21, Isaac promised child came out. The Bible says God visited Sarah and he gave her a child. Let me tell you this evening, you get closer to your calling. Don't worry about your breakthrough. You pray for somebody else's breakthrough. You go and minister to somebody else. Let me tell you, there is 153 fish waiting, waiting, waiting. And the moment you get closer to your calling, the Lord will say, on your marks, get set, go! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The blessing are waiting. I don't know some of you, how many years your blessing has been waiting. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy will follow me. Yeah. We come into that scripture. Matthew 16. 17. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, son of Jonah. How many of you know son of Jonah is his father's name. He's son of Jonah the father. Peter's father's name is Jonah. But every time you will see a name, there is a prophetic significance hidden behind it. What do you learn from that? Never forget, there is a prophetic significance hidden in your life only God knows and devil has no clue about it. Ah! Oh, I don't know whether you got it. There is a prophetic significance.
give you praise. We give you glory. Simon Barjona. Simon means read. As in a plan that sways. When something pushes it against it, a wind. Or something pushes it against it. Read. Wavy. Read. Never certain. Never stable. Simon was an unstable person. Never stable. He jumps, he falls. Never stable. First to get revelation. First to deny. I mean, never stable. Like a reed swayed by the wind. But Jonah means dove. Signifies the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Simon and Jonah comes together in relationship. Which comes out of it is Peter. Simon and Holy Spirit meets together. Weakness and Holy Spirit meets together. What come out of it is only strength. Only strength. Holy strength. That's why the greatest thing that is important is your relationship with your Holy Spirit. Because you meet with the Holy Spirit, your weakness exits and your strength rise up. Oh, come on. Simon exit. Peter rise up. Peter's rise up. Peter's rise up. Peter's rise up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why did he jump? We knew he jumped into the love of God. Why did he do it? This is where I'm going to ask you a question. Who did Jesus love more? People who know the answer, who heard me two days back, I don't want you to answer it. But who did Jesus love? I'm not hearing any answers. At least once. Don't be scared. John. John. That's what John said. The disciple whom Jesus loved. Every person should have an assurance like that, like John. But I believe he loved Peter. I believe he was the closest to him. Together with Judas and John. I don't have time to explain about Judas. Judas was called a familiar friend who rose up his heel against him. He was a friend to Jesus. He knew the diet he followed. He knew the car he liked. The donkey he liked. He knew and he was completely in charge of the money, Judas. Who would you trust with your money? But that is for another day. Don't have to worry about Judas tonight. Peter was closest to him, I believe. I have reasons. Two times. 
when God visited Peter or met Peter, first was when Luke 5, when he did not have anything, he caught nothing. And Pete, Jesus had this tremendous freedom to ask for his boat and said, Peter, let's take this boat apart. I want to sit on your boat. I mean, who will you have that kind of freedom? Second time also, we caught nothing. Again, Jesus was there. Every time Peter had a doubt, Jesus was there. In Acts chapter 10, he's seeing a vision and he's doubting. Jesus sent a Holy Spirit spoke to him. Angel came, dream came. I mean, Jesus made sure that this man understand that I was always there. The moment he saw the fish in the dream, he understood God is there. <laughs> moment the heaven opened, reptiles and all sort of fish. Ah, Jesus is asking. The Bible says, Jesus came to him, even while he was backslidden, he met Jesus in Galilee. Again, he went for fishing. Jesus still met him in Galilee. Jesus gave the look when Peter denied him. What was that look about? Me and I, Kutti Kodutalala Kutchikala. You little fellow, you little devil, you denied me. Is, was that the look? I told you, nah, I told you. Who won? You said you, I won. I said you will. Was that the look? No. The look was, Peter, don't worry. Remember, I prayed for you. I prayed for you. Your faith will not fail. When Jesus rose again, he said, tell all the disciples and especially to Peter. Why he didn't say to John, to James, he said, especially to Peter. Because I don't want one minute of him thinking. That I don't love him. He revealed. Peter got the chance to be revealed the revelation first about Jesus being the rock. And Jesus, Jesus said, if everybody wants to leave me, let everybody go. And Peter said, Lord, where will we go, Lord? You have the words of eternal life. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to my, my father in heaven. Father revealed about Jesus first to Peter. Father will never make a mistake. Praise God. That itself is a talk. Father will never make a mistake. He knew who Peter was. He knew who Judas was. He will never make a mistake. Peter was the first one who ever jumped out of that boat. Because he was so close to Jesus. When Jesus said, come, he did not think twice. He jumped out of that boat. If to live for Jesus, if I'm going to drown, hearing the voice of Jesus, let me drown. I'm going to get out anyways. And this is the most beautiful word I've ever heard. I've ever preached, but I've ever missed. 
Peter walked at a distance. Why was the writer saying that? Because Peter was always so close to him. There was never a day that Peter was not close. He was always so close to Jesus. So that one day when he walked at the distance, the Holy Spirit had to write through the writer that Peter walked at a distance. He was the closest to Jesus. And this will prove my word. Everybody left. John stood there. But it is to Peter. Jesus kept asking. It mattered to Jesus about Peter's love. Thrice he asked, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Jesus was so close to Peter that what Peter said mattered to Jesus. Hmm. And this scripture make it sure for me that Jesus was close to Peter. The devil chose Peter to ask Jesus, Lord, why are you going to the cross? Let this never ever happen to you. The devil always chooses the closest to you to get to you. Mm. I asked somebody, who will go? the devil choose to get to you, brother? He immediately said, my wife. I was, I was happy. At least he is telling, I'm very close to my wife. Thank God he didn't say that. Mrs. Sophia, <laughs> he always gets to you through the person who is closest to you. That's why if you see me, how much ever I close to anybody, you know people who are close to me say, Pastor will always keep this distance with everyone. You know why? Because when I have to correct, I can correct. I will be close to anyone. But when it is time to correct, I will have this distance to correct. But they will not be far away for me to bring them back to my again. The third time, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? In that question, oh, this is where I want you to imagine. In that question, there was so much of love that he said, Lord, you know everything, Lord. That moment, you know there is not an ounce in me that belongs to me. It's all yours. It's all yours. The last time he jumped into that love, there was not an ounce of 
assignment that was left in him. It was all Peter, the child of the living God. Now when you see him, Simon Barjona, who came together with the Holy Spirit, the next time when you see him, he's standing on the fire of the Holy Spirit. He's standing on the fire of the Holy Spirit. He's standing on the fire of the Holy Spirit. Anybody who has jumped himself into the love of God, one day will stand on the fire of the Holy Spirit. If you believe it, put your hands together. Worship the living God. We thank, we thank, we thank, we thank. We thank you. And Jesus said, Peter, Simon Bachana, Simon Bachana, you have of me to build the church, and the gates of hate shall not prevail against. Let me tell you this morning. The day that you stand on that fire of the revelation of Jesus, no gates, no gates, no devil will stand against you. 2000 is an 18, an 18 where the sons and daughters will stand in the fire of God and the gates of hates shall not prevail against them. If you believe it, put your hands together and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah! Ni David, ni Nathiel, ni Lukup. Padaan aku menegal, adine bejeki tidak.